0: Yeah, we back Nickin' 30 yeah we back Nickin' 30 yeah go next. you are now listening to another nick and 30 exclusive powered by venture season network nicks tape we here what it is what it do y'all should dope the phenom aka trippy og Back to y'all on another segment of Nick in 30, and y'all know what it is, man. The roster is complete. We looking plush. We already got that 10-man slot guaranteed, if if I do say so myself, and it's about to look lit. So with this podcast, you know, it's really just us breaking down the roster, which we already did in previous podcasts, but really looking at the schedule that they let out the schedule has just been let out at 3 p.m and my oh my we find out that we have 22 televised games let's talk about it 22 national televised games people they watched us complete the madness last year and they are taking notice and giving us our respect they gave us our christmas game back We got a good home opener against Boston, starting out the gate. We get 22 televised TV games. And let's talk about our first games of the actual season. We got Boston, October 20th. Then we got Orlando on the 22nd. On the 24th, we got Orlando again. The 26th, Philly. 28th, Chicago. 30th, New Orleans. And that's just the first month of action. The first six games off the rip, we should automatically be winning. If we don't win all six, we should automatically win five out of the six. The only toss up that I feel like we may lose is the whole Philadelphia game. And that's just me being honest. There might be a chance we could lose the Chicago game, but I'm not, I'm not banking on that. We should definitely win that game. So the only game we really should be losing is Philly if things are still able to mesh well to where even though there's chaos going on over there, these players can still be able to do what they have to do on their end to secure the win and still play great team basketball over there in Philly. But other than that, I'm not really pressed about it. We should definitely out of the first six games like i said be winning all six or five out of six tops and within those first six games the first one espn boston home op- well the home opener is lit 7 30 make sure y'all do that 7 30 october 20th 2021 boston and new york 7 30 espn when we go against philly october 26 2021 at 7.30, that's going to be on TNT. So that's already two of the 22, boom, out the gate, we on TV. They're giving us our respect. We're going to turn up. Just like I said, it's lit season, people. It is lit season, and it's time to get crazy. There's nothing wrong with it. Now, with the first initial game against Boston, I expect Kimba Walker and Evan Fournier to turn up. I expect them to come in. They I expect them to come in. pajamas talking about yeah. I'm gonna sleep on them, and when they get on the court, drop like 55. And I'm just exaggerating right now. But I expect to see good team basketball. I great. I I greatly expect to see phenomenal playmaking, phenomenal cuts, phenomenal screens. But the thing that I'm waiting to see the most with this first game and. I know it's a revenge game for, you know, Kimball Walker and Evan, but I really feel like with this first game, we're really going to see what what Randall's going to do because he was the first option on scoring. Now he has so many options. We get to see what type of role Randall is really going to move with. You get what I'm saying? We get to to really see, is he going to push himself to be like the second option? Is he going to be more aggressive now that, He doesn't have to worry about bringing up the ball. He could sit there and go beat a man to a spot. How is he going to play out? That's one key factor, right? Then the next key factor is, of course, drum roll. Everybody knows. We already know the next key factor in that is RJ Barrett. How is he going to show out in this whole scenario with the new lineup? Of course, you're going against Boston, so it's going to be a crazy atmosphere. A, a lot of people are going to go crazy uh and of course the same energy that we got and the same energy that they have over there is going to be a, a epic game and of course is this is rebranding the classic rivalry, at least one of them so i feel like with this and rj do we see him then take that leadership role in of let me try to push myself to be that number one go-to guy within this lineup of this offense because let's really be honest here folks with the lineup of Kimba, Evan, RJ, Mitch followed with Randall there's no way in the world RJ should not be the number one option on offense just because of the way the spacing the way the play the way the play match should be and the way the focal point of the defense will always be for that starting lineup. No matter what, you have to guard your backcourt from that three-point line down. So that's already creating space for him, right? Then when it comes to Randall, that's another guy you have to guard at the three-point line. So now, if you have, let's just say, Kimba at the, uh, let's just say you got Kimba boom at the top you got randall and you got evan on the wings just so happened in a quick play rj's in the corner he shoots out the corner to come back to the top while Mitch is setting the screen, Kimba comes off the screen. Look at all that space that he just created because the guy's going to follow Kimba. Your two wings should end up crossing over to, just just to go cross side, just to confuse him. So not everybody's getting shambled where RJ is getting freed up again. There should be a lot of easy go-to baskets for RJ during this whole setup, and I'm looking forward to it. I really want to see him getting his element, and I want to see him unlock that all-star potential and shut these doubters up they violated him season one and when I say season one meaning his rookie campaign he didn't get on any all rookie teams they violated him in year two when they tried to leave him out of top list now they doing it again in year three he's not even on the top 125 players and they had the audacity to still have six Knicks players in there and no disrespect to any of our players but come on man rj should have been in that rj should have been in the topic of conversation and he should have been in that top 125 there's no way in the world that he was left off that list and i get it you guys in the nba you guys want rj's you want you guys want rj barrett so badly that you're trying any way possible to use the media outlets to try to get him to sway away from the new york side and get the team to think that okay maybe we don't have anything in rj let's get rid of him no you gotta understand this man just turned 21 he's still making major leaps and i expect him to do it again so it's going to be extra lit now key factor for game not, not key factor for this game again and this is the last key factor And it all boils down to two things. The tandem of Kimba and Rose. Now, a lot of people say, why do you say that? This will be the first outing of what we see with them two running the show. Why I say that? Because either A, Derek Rose is going to start, which I highly doubt because he would prefer to come off the bench. So Kimba Walker should start, right, with Rose backing him up. They both split 25 minutes apiece if that is the rotation, if he keeps it to 10 men like I've been stating. I feel like if not, you go down, you give them 20 minutes a piece, and you let McBride get eight minutes in between that. You know what I'm saying? But that's just me. Now, with that tandem, what I want to see is how, A, how are they going to break down the defense to create easier shots for their guys? B, how are they going to use their lineups that they're projected to be in like how are they going to sit there and work around the lineups that they have and see how do these guys mesh well when it comes into crunch time in the fourth quarter do you put both guys on the floor at the same time do you sit there and take one out bring one in how do you go about doing that because we all know that derrick rose is one of those guys that you would sit there and you would definitely be like, you know what? I'm going to bring him in fourth court. I'm going to let him do his damage. This is Rose time. But you also have Cardiac Kimba, clutch shooter as well, clutch player. So how do you go about doing that? It's kind of something that you got to see. Now, the answers that I have for each and every individual uh, aspect that I brought up with this is, okay, when it comes to The first aspect, how would they mesh well? Number one, you're getting shooting, you're getting great playmaking, you're getting great everything off the rip, without a doubt. No questions asked, right? Now, as you're doing this as well, you're also going to see how Kimba can start off where he can, he don't even have to really score as much. He can use the first... So odd quarter or so to get his guys going, get their juices flowing, right? Then when we get to the second quarter, it can be a clutch play of where Rose started is doing the same thing. Then when we get in, in the second half, that's when you can start to see those two guys turn up. But it's it's really hard to tell. It's hard to tell, but I really feel like with just having these two together, knowing what we can get for them knowing that if they stay healthy, they're going to be a problem. And let me quote, let me quote, the Knicks only have 12 back-to-backs. We have, we are tied for the least fewest games, well, the least fewest back-to-backs in the league this year with only 12. So going back to Tom Thibodeau about, is Kimmer going to play back-to-backs? We see why he said yes, because we have the fewest so his knees are not going to be a problem which then ended up making us even more of a threat so keep sleeping on us folks not only do we not have to worry about Kimba's knees we have still an MVP backing him up so it's about to be electrifying so that tandem I give it an A plus nobody can beat that tandem now let's go ahead and Besides that, with the first game and, you know, the whole key factors of Randall, RJ and the tandem of Rose and Kimba. The person that I really feel that's going to end up blowing our minds. And this is where you're going to be like, okay, this is why we gave this man that bag, And that's Evan. Just his demeanor from the post conference, just his demeanor, period. The way he produced in the Olympic Games. I feel like he has a lot to show, and I feel like he is just now getting into his prime. Just like with Randall, he's just now touching his prime. Same thing with Evan. I feel like we now have two players that have just hit their prime. So with Evan, it's the fact that he's in the garden now. As he stated, he always wanted to be a Nick. He's going against an old team of his, which was stated that he actually did want to go back there, but they just didn't want to offer him the money, right? then on top of that he's already uh i'ma go ahead give you my all kind of guy but the fact that now he gets to put on the nick uniform he gets to hear the screaming fans we're on national tv we are going against boston and now you are on the main stage a part of the mecca not going against the mecca this time you have the mecca on your side i don't see why he don't even drop he could probably drop a 30 piece out the gate Like, I'm just saying, and we all know Randall's stats, when he on national TV, that man can average at least 32, 36 points a game when you got the lights on him, especially knowing that it's going to be worldwide. I'm just saying, this this could get really in its bag without the gate. Now, I'm not saying Boston is a horrible team in any which way. I'm not saying that Boston cannot hand us and put us on our ass either. But I don't have any confidence in them. Why? Because I'm a Nick fan and that's just how it rolls. It's us versus everything and we're going to win. That's just how that plays out. Now, I'm going to jump past from that one. We don't need to talk about Orlando. There's no reason we should be losing Orlando at Orlando or when they come to us. So I'm not worried about that. We're going to jump to game four against Philly. Now, this is where I feel like you need to see these players turn up. I feel like you need to see emmanuel quickly ob Toppin, and boom alex burks this is the the philly game is more of a bench game to me because i feel like when it comes to the way the league is yes our starting lineup when you look at it on paper that starting lineup should not win you a whole championship gets you to the eastern conference finals it should probably get you to second round most right but then let's go into the bench play. We have I'm gonna take out D Rose, right, and I'm gonna exclude Nerlens Noel. And within that bench we have two promising year two guys with a vet that we know is a walking bucket in Alex Burks, right. Now if we look at the league's benches, they don't top the bench of of they don't top the bench that we have. Period. So it's like we're really going out there playing with two different starting fives at any given moment. Now, the reason why I say I feel like the pressure is on our bench is because if they still run with the same projected starter lineup that they had last season, there's and they actually still mesh well, even with all the drama going on, there should be no reason why us as the Knicks are beating out that starting lineup. I'm talking about lineup for lineup. That's just logistically on paper and just from what we've seen last year prior and all this, even with the upgrades, even when you look at different player formats, that shouldn't happen, right? But now if you switch in the benches, that's when we should be able to pick up the pace in the game and be able to either uh, keep a league, extend the lead or get back into the game. So I feel like with our bench, there's no way that we cannot win that game because emmanuel quickly and obi alone have shown that within summer league and from year one that they are ready for the task emmanuel quickly already out the gate throughout the whole season going into the post even and even if you talk about summer league because his prime objective in summer league was playmaking and he aced that task so he's already on it now with Obi, we didn't really start to see his promise going until the postseason. now going into summer league is when we saw full out like okay when this man got confidence he's a whole nother player and again i always go back and regard the whole fact that randall text that man and i quote i'm gonna need you bro i'm proud of you you get what i'm saying etc etc i'm not gonna go too fully into detail but the fact that Randall texts that young man himself and the all-star on your team is telling you that i'm going to need you is already going to show him that he has to turn up and he's already ready for the task and he's ready and willing to do what he has to do we already know what we're going to get from alex burks but the fact that ob is starting to come into his own and iq we expect to still remain there and still take a leap as well. Another leap, like how the whole RJ situation is. When you have those two guys locked in doing what they gotta do with Noel, well, if you want to bring it back in Noel and Derrick Rose, you already know what you're getting from Derek Rose. With Noel, you know what you're getting from him. If you can just have Alex Burks IQ and Obi get it going, it's it's a problem. It's a problem. And it's a problem without a doubt. And I'm sorry, Philly. There's no way in the world y'all going to keep up with us from there. Because like I said, y'all may have a good starting five, but y'all bench is not going to top what our bench can do. Yes, everybody may say, oh, but IQ and Tyrese Maxey, they could go out and cancel each other. that That's not going to happen. Tyrese Maxey is great, but I highly doubt he even makes the whole bench unit. You know what I'm saying? We, we know how Doc Rivers give it up. He's picky and choosy with certain situations, even though he should have been having that man playing a little bit more time last year. But that, that's neither here nor there, right? So, boom. I gave you the Philly game, but ain't really too much on that. Like I said, there's no reason why we should lose that game at all. At all. The only way we should lose it is if that starting five meshes well and they're able to still get things going. That's just with the coincidental thinking that, okay, Ben Simmons is still going to be there and they're still going to play the game they need to play because they need to get these wins regardless. You know what I'm saying? Now, the game after that, which is two days later, which would be game five, is against the Chicago Bulls. Now, with this team, I'm sorry. I don't care what nobody says. I've seen people say that the better point guard is Lonzo Ball versus Kimber Walker and Derrick Rose. That's like a whole slap in the face. No way. He's not even, he didn't even get to that point yet. And that's no shade to Lonzo Ball at all. I'm not mad at the fact that Lonzo Ball didn't want to come to the Mecca. Why? Because not everybody is built for the Mecca. Had he come here, he would not be able to play his game. Why? Because Lonzo wants to play a certain way. When you come to over here, if you're not going to put in the work, you're not going to understand what you need to do. And on top of that, the key factor is if you can't deal with fans that will sit there and be like, praise you one day, and then be like, okay, get him off my team within a matter of two seconds, you're not built for this. And it's okay. Not everybody is built to play in the garden. There's no problem with that. At the end of the day, he he still gets to play with a promising young guy in Zach Levine, and there's no problem in that. Now here is where the battle of Chicago gets real, right? Everybody says, so who do you have to really show out in this game? My person and I'm leaving it all on the table with him. I expect RJ Barrett to go stupid this game. And I had to say it that hard because why? RJ has to prove that he will outdo DeMar DeRozan any day. Not only is this RJ season because if RJ can solidify himself to make that next leap to make at least drop 21 points per game and get himself in a contention of almost being an all-star, there's no reason for us to go find another star when we have him already in this building. You get what I'm saying? But besides that, I feel like demar derozan and rj have the same capabilities the only thing is you know demar derozan is mid-range king now if rj is working the way he needs to work and he gets this mid-range how he should because of the spacing he has now there should be a lot of open opportunities or a lot of opportunities period whether they're open or not for him to get that mid-range going because we already know he can easily cut and drive to the basket he can actually get to in this year three he can get to a DeMar DeRozan status and if he can do that now and outplay that man in that game this will solidify what we all have been talking about and the steps that we feel RJ is going to take and he will do it in front of our eyes Yes, this is not a nationally televised game. So when you want to see this heat, make sure you download that MSG Go app and you turn up and you watch it that way. If you got NBA League pass, you already know what's up, but it's going to be lit. That is another rivalry game and they have them projected to freaking do better than us to make it to the postseason. Makes no sense. I get y'all picked up Alex Caruso. I get you got all, you got all these guys, but... Just the fact of the whole Zach Levine, DeMar DeRozan, I don't see that meshing well at all. That just doesn't make any sense. Any type of sense. If anything, I thought DeMar DeRozan was going to join up with Kyle Lowry so they could sit there and match up again. I thought we was going to see a whole Kyle Lowry, DeMar DeRozan, Jimmy Butler, uh, PJ Tucker, and Bam Adebayo lineup. Like, that's what I thought I was going to see. Honestly, like, truth to God, I thought I was going to see that. Now, that would have been crazy. You feel me? Shout out to the Miami Heat though. Even though I don't like them like that. But shout outs to them. You feel me? I bought them up, so I'll shout you out. But him on the Bulls, it just it just doesn't make sense. Yeah, they got Patrick Williams, you know, they still got Cody White. We don't know what they're gonna do with marketing. They still got Vujicic, but it's like, nah, we got a healthy Mitch. Vujicic cannot stop Mitchell Robinson, bro. There's no way in the world, the most Vujicic is going to do is shoot it over that man and probably hit him with some more post moves. But like I said, with him being 275 now, that whole just throwing Mitch anywhere crap, they ain't going down no more. That's a dub. That's not going down no more. Remember, we still have a great rim protector in him. So let me go ahead and clarify that. I'm not just gonna say it's only on RJ. This is the RJ and Mitch game, honestly. This right here is the RJ and Mitchell Robinson game. These two need to go ham, go dumb, go retarded on them, you feel me? Turn up and get crazy. Now, to end it all off and go into game six, who do we have? Out the gate, we get to see the battle between RJ and Zion Williams again. But this time, I'm not going to say I'm leaving this game on RJ. That's not the battle I want to see. This is the main reason for this one. I want to see what OB is going to do. I want to see OB turn up. Because with New Orleans, this is a team to where, again their bench unit is horrible and it shouldn't be as good as ours right now when i say horrible means like i don't think they're gonna mess well just out the gate within six games i don't see that happening so i expect ob to be a man amongst boys out there i expect him to torture that bench I'm not sitting there bringing up everybody else because they're going to do what they got to do. But when it comes to OB, I expect him to go blood. Then I expect him to go so much blood that they end up bringing back in Zion. And I'm calling it, it's going to be a battle between Obi Toppin and Zion Williams. That's what I'm saying. Zion Williamson and Obi Toppin going to go bloody. And if OB start getting burnt, then our all-star Julius Randle going to put the works on Zion. It's all good. I'm just saying, man. Yeah, they got a lot of good talent over there. They still got Brandon Ingram over there. Let's not forget about him. I ain't forget about you, bro. I'm not, I'm not saying that you the second string guy or nothing like that. But you, you know what I'm saying? We already know what you're going to do. We already, we already can tell what you're going to bring to the table. That's not a problem. You know what I'm saying? I'm not saying that your game is predictable, but we got something for that ass. Excuse my French. We got something for that. So, that's not a problem at all. You feel me? It's not a problem. Nowhere near in it is it a problem or would it be a problem? Because why? You want to shoot, we going to shoot. You going to try to drive, we going to drive too. At the end of the day, our defense better than yours. Simple. Simple as that. Ain't no way around it. You better work on them defensive skills because that's all I'm saying, man. But we lit. We really lit, y'all. Our roster is crazy. These games are going to be epic. And shoot, I'm going to just go ahead and say it. Game, game 7 through 10. Toronto, Indiana, Milwaukee, Cleveland. Toronto, if they play like they did in Summer League again, bro, we're going to have a problem. Well, we not really because Tom ain't going to play that. But I swear, we better not. Any team that could light it up, we better lock down that three-point. Because one thing we learned from the postseason in the summer league bro these open threes be killing us man we need to do better and it's always a open corner shot or open left-sided wing shot like bro come on we gotta do better with that that is ridiculous it should be no reason why every game i see we get killed by threes it's the same setup of shots a damn corner shot, whether each side, whether e- uh, either side or that damn left wing shot. Like, it's always those three setups. It's never anything else. Super ridiculous. Super ridiculous. So when it comes to Toronto, we got to get it together. And yes, a lot of people are saying, oh, so you're not going to worry about Scotty Barnes? Bro, All right, you did good in summer league, but you still got to play with the big dogs, man. Scottie Barnes, that's what you're, that's going to be a starting power forward. Bro, I got Julius Randle over him any day. Just not worried about that. We already seen what Scottie Barnes and Obi was doing. Still not worried about that. So, yeah, shout-outs to him, but not worried about him at all. Only people that I need to worry about on the Toronto Raptors is their backcourt. That shooting play. that All that shooting aspect, we got to worry about that. Other than that, not pressed about their team. Easy dub. So, next game, Indiana. There's nothing to really talk about over there. We have the rematch again with Chris Duarte, but we already seen what IQ did to him. We sent him packing, shaking like a Harlem Globetrotter. He was on his mini mount You talking about Speedy Gonzalez, like, ah! Nah, he was done. He was done for. It looked like he had a slip and slide to his own self. But we ain't worried about them. We're going to see a lot of promising people with that. Of course, with that game, we get to really see the battle Between Mitchell and Miles Turner for those that have been talking about that mock trade. We all feel like that may happen. Who knows if it will happen. We hope it doesn't happen or we don't have the result to that. And when I say we, I'm talking about me. I don't know how other people feel. But I hope we don't have to trade Mitch at all. I really hope we don't. I would like to keep him for a long period of time. I would like him to be the established center for years to come. But that is the battle between those two. And it's gonna be lit, and I cannot wait for it. That's the that's the only battle I'm really worried about. Of course, you're gonna have Turner trying to outdo Randall. That's of course they from the same area, so we should see that happen. But the whole battle of two supreme, superior shot rim protectors going bloody with each other, you can't beat that. You can't you can't even sit there and say that that's a bad matchup or that it's a horrible thing to see you want to see a game like that you want to see your centers going at it because why it's like the whole center position is depleting in this whole aspect of the nba but i'm glad that these new up and comer up and coming guys are starting to bring back the times and essence of a center position so i can't wait to see that ninth game milwaukee aye 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 and that's on ESPN the Toronto game is on NBA TV but I really don't consider that a national TV thing but if they want to consider that that's what it is but again just had to confirm that but again the ninth game against Milwaukee 630 ESPN and that's on November 5th oh that's lit it's on Riley's birthday it's on my daughter's birthday that's lit she's gonna be 6 years old and it's on her birthday And I swear, we're going to win that, too. But that one is going to be the challenge. I feel like that's one of those games to where we have to give it our all. And the way that Giannis ended out winning the finals, I feel like he just unlocked a whole new person of himself. So I can guarantee we will not get the same Giannis we are used to seeing all these years that we watched him play. So we're gonna have to really get in our backs. Like this is the one game I can say that they are so deep that they play well. We really gonna have to give it our all and leave everything on the table. Everybody gotta be on point. Everybody gotta help out. When one man slips. somebody else gotta pick up. We all have to turn out on this game because if we do not turn out on this game, we're going to get smoked badly. Why? Let alone we seen what happened with Milwaukee and the Suns. Milwaukee has the stupid height advantage over us and that alone can kill us in games. We've seen what happened with the Suns. We do not need to be the next examples of that. So we have to come correct and come ready to ball out, setting up different traps, making sure the perimeter is locked down. We have to go in. And we're going to need our bigs to all be healthy and ready to go because Giannis is coming in that painful force. So be ready for it. Be ready for it. Be ready for it. We have to turn up. And then on top of that, that's Bobby Portis returning back to MSG as a champion. We're not going to disrespect Bobby, but we're not going to let Bobby get that W. We cannot do it. We cannot do it. Oh, never mind. We're not even returning. Excuse me. Excuse me. We're not returning. That will be at Milwaukee. So, yeah, now we actually got to go off because we're going to their home court. Yeah, we got to go off. We got to go off. And then, like I said, we're going to stop at game 10. If you want to see the actual uh, release of the roster, it's out right now. You can go on NBA.com. Click the Knicks to get the schedule. You can go at nickin 30 which is at K-N-I-C. Okay, the letter N underscore 3-0 i put it up there as well make sure y'all get in tune the whole schedule but game 10 is against Cleveland now with this I feel like because Colin hasn't got traded away and we got the new promising face of Evan Mobley I want to just see what that whole tandem does I just want to see how that game play, uh, plays out I want to see who out of all the young guys is really going to take a step foot forward to really say, you know what, I'm going to run the show here. This is going to be my team. Are they going to give the keys automatically to Evan Mobley? Are they going to stick with Darius Garland? Are they actually going to pack it's Collins sometime away? Is Jared Allen going to go off? It's like it's a whole lot of. If it's is it Coro going to do something crazy because he's still over there? It's that game is just a very like okay. I'm just here really to watch this, of course, to see my Knicks win because my Knicks need to win every game. But I'm also here just to see all the young, promising talent. So with that being said, I wonder if this is a game to where, like games like this and especially Orlando, like the two games in Orlando, I wonder if those are the type of games to where uh, it would go back into what I said earlier in the pod about the whole remember how i said the splits about kimball walker uh derrick rose and mcbride the 2028 split i wonder if that's a type of split he would do in those type of situations when you know you're going against teams that uh are lottery projected teams are you actually gonna be like you know what let me give the the young guys some burns just to just to get their feet wet in the nba or are some of these guys going to the g league who knows again training camp is going to be epic it hasn't even started yet but it's soon underway every team is allowed 20 guys so far we have 19 we added on devin bacon to that exhibit 10 we added on amir sims and uh finally we added on mj walker he was just added on right before i decided to do this pod i was trying to get as much information as possible before i did this pod to you guys trying to get you on board I know a lot of people are used to my my stuff and my material coming out a little bit earlier in the afternoon. But as deep and as deep and as deep as we get into these pods and get into the season, some of them may end up coming out to where I got to do. I got to split them into two podcasts. Some of them might end up to where i gotta i gotta put out multiple in a week which i've been doing recently so you got to be on point man make sure y'all follow make sure y'all get in tune and make sure y'all stay up to date because there's so much to talk about basketball season is almost here i'm talking about full fledged here once september hits that's going to fly by like it's nothing And off the rip, like I promised, I'm going to try to get as much training footage as I can. I'm going to try to get as much inside scoops as I can. I'm going to try to sit here and do everything I can to keep everybody up to date. Why? Because I want to be up to date. And if you're a Nick fan and a diehard Nick fan like me, I know you guys want to be kept up to date. And sometimes you don't have the access to get online and get to the Instagrams or Get to the Facebooks or check your bleach Report. But sometimes you may have that time just to, you know, pop in your headphone, plug in your system, and play this pod. And you can listen to everything right here because I'm always going to keep you up to date. I'm always going to keep you informed. And it's lit. And this is just what we do on this side. On my side, whose side is that? The Nick and 30 side. Make sure y'all know that. Other than that, we can go ahead and wrap this pod up, man. It's lit. Our roster is complete when i say roster we at least know the 12-man rotation meaning 12 people on this guy on this team is already lit well we could say 13 because we know the rookies ain't going nowhere and we know uh we know our our 10 ain't going nowhere which it would be Kemba, funnier rj randall mitch rose iq alex ob noel we all know they ain't going nowhere oh Matter of fact, make that 14 because we know Taj ain't going nowhere. Almost forgot about him, man. Now, like I said, training camp going to be lit. I just wonder what happens with the whole Luca Vildoza situation and Kevin Knox. Now that, that is going to be epic. I should have broke that down a little bit more. But I'm just going to wait to see what happens with that because it's it's a crazy way that i see it going but i don't want to give any details just yet nope i want to keep it to myself and i want to analyze the scene a little bit more just to be sure that what i'm thinking is the route that's going to happen now I only probably need about another week or so of that but you'll know by the time i get into the next podcast i'll definitely have a verified answer on how i really feel what's going to happen with those two guys and um I don't know, man. I don't know. I just can't wait for training camp, Popes. I just, I need training camp to come on, like, right now. It needs to hurry up because we don't got no games going on. My mind is going crazy. I just want to see basketball already. Come on. I don't care about football. I'm lying. I do care about football. But, I I mean, I do care about baseball, too, and hockey. Yeah. Yeah, I do. I definitely do. But, no, it's not as much as basketball. Like, we need to hurry up. This... Any other time, time is flying. Why time can't fly right now? Like, we need this to speed up and get to it. I wanna watch the Knicks play right now. I wanna see Cardiac Kimba go crazy. I wanna see All-Star Randall do his thing. I wanna see which type of style of braids he gonna pull out. He gonna pull out the triple threat. I, he better have that triple threat braids and I ain't gonna hold you. And I wanna see... I just wanna... Yo, and it's crazy. You, I may sound biased, but... I really just want to see RJ shut these haters up, OD liked, that's my main key point of besides the Knicks doing good and seeing all these players do good and of course seeing Kim turn up, you know, shout outs to the Bronx front from the Bronx too, you feel me? But I really just want to see RJ shut everybody up because this is annoying. It's very annoying and it's like, it just has to stop. The RJ slander has to stop, the Knicks slander has to stop. But. That's what that's what happens. They always trying to put a battery in our back and now they don't know what to do because we actually pressing forward. You feel me? We actually y'all give us the battery, we get in the power mode and now we turning up. Y'all don't know how to take us no more. So be ready for that. And I hope that y'all ready cuz we coming for every team. But all these rivalries with Boston, Atlanta, Chicago, we coming for the whole Eastern Conference. Like we want all the smoke all the smoke we ain't ducking from nothing on this side we here stop playing with us man but well, this is your guy dope the phenom aka trippy G. again make sure y'all follow the page on ig today at k n i c k the letter n underscore three zero on ig today make sure y'all follow Venture season network on ig and all platforms especially when you're trying to listen to this podcast here. Type in Venture Season Network on all platforms. This is how you get to Nick and 30 because without Venture Season Network, this whole pod would not be powered today. It's lit. I thank y'all for joining in. Next episode dropping next Friday. And if I have to, make sure y'all keep in touch with the page because that's how y'all know if I'm dropping some sneak peeks or some extras. For all those who know, I go live every Thursday at 2 p.m., so look out for another one. We had a crazy live yesterday. That was epic. Shout-outs to everybody that was in tune. And other than that, I thank y'all for joining me, man. Until next time, folks. Until next time. And when I say next time will be lit, it's always lit. That's how we give it up on Nick and 30. Act like y'all know what's up. I'm out of here.